0: Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're having a great week and thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. I ask you, however, to share my podcast as much as possible. Have that conversation because these podcasts are about the trickle-down effect of the conversation that is important for us because if we have our conversation, in our homes, we will have a conversation in our streets and at our borders. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence at your streets. Stop the violence at your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. And today's podcast is about education, our secular or secular uh, education that has destroyed the Indian society or the Bharatiya civilization. And um, Now, um, I I read, um, I went through a video on this on, um, on YouTube. And that's why I was already researching and and working on this. And so I said, Okay, well, this is the time to put it out. Then I I added some few stuff. uh, But this is in my own words. Um, And so thank you to all those out there who are um, talking about the Indian education system and what it needs to how did it come to be and how did it where it needs to go, how do we change? What are the important um, What are the important concepts? Uh, that, what are the important ways that we can contribute to that? Um, so I grew up in India, and I grew up with the Indian education system uh, in a um, second, you know, um, subs- uh, uh, given by the state. The, the, you know, the basic, literally, as to say, the school, secondary school certificate board. Um, but our system, our education system was horrible, okay? So in that system, now, my question is to everyone. Did you, have you ever heard in India when you grew up, have you ever heard of the Portuguese Inquisition in Goa? No, but you've heard about caste, which is Latin, which is Portuguese, and which is Roman Catholic, but you've never heard about the Portuguese inquisition and the Holocaust. Have you heard about the uh, Mopala genocide? No, but you've heard about the jalian Wallaban massacre that was done by the British. Uh, have you heard of the Qom empire in Assam that kept away the Mughals, but you learned about the Mughals without learning about the Qom? Because they wanted the Mughals to come in and take over, they did not want to stop them because the, the Mughal, the descendants of the Mughal was in the alliance of the of the Indian National Congress. Uh, so um and yes, of course, they let the Bangladeshis uh, filter into the country because they wanted to change the demographics of the country. Uh, did you know that there was a massive tax put on Indian products in 1971 to help the Bangladeshis resurrect their country? Okay, but no one was ever told about this. Our current generation, if you go... Uh, uh, the Y generation, X generation, Z generation, Generation Z. You tell them, tell, uh, ask them about the tax, the the tax that was put on Indian goods and services in the nineteen seventies to help Bangladesh. But today we are called what bucks? We are called um, we are called. Uh, uh we are called Sanghis, we are called um, all types of names, intolerant, Islamophobic, but who was the one who gave the money to these same Muslims, to these same Bangladeshis to resurrect from um to resurrect themselves from the genocide? It was not the Arabic world, it was not the Muslim world, it was not America, it was not the Muslim Brotherhood, it was not Qatar, it was not Saudi who had money, it was not Jordan, it was not Iran, it was the Khufat Hindus, these Sanghis, And who apologised for all the Hindus that were killed there? No one. Who said thank you? What did India gain from it? Nothing. But today we're called Sanghis because we dare to say enough is enough. Okay, Whether you are a Sanghi or not, if you have an opinion that does not sit with the brainwashing, the Abrahamic colonization of your mind, and the secular colonization of your mind, um, you will be called a Sanghi. And, and that is the product of the Indian education system. Why did we learn nothing about our civilizations but the Mughals alone? Well, history is almost, always told by those who are victorious. And those who are in the alliance of power to the detriment of those who are lost, who have lost the battle. So yes, the Indian Vedic civilization or the Vedic civilization lost out after thousands of... 2000 years of invasions, 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 uh, taking refugees from all across the, the area, the Abrahamic world, the North, uh, Central Asia, um, Far East, um, even uh, Asia Minor, taking in all Persia, taking in all these refugees. We changed the demographics of the civilization to the to the detriment of her knowledge and her ancestors, and to. And and we got about a new demographics on the la- uh, ground where the bulk of the people were now abrahamicized. Uh, for the last three thousand years, we've been taking in refugees from the abrahamic lands. Don't ever forget that we've been taking abraham uh, refugees from these wars, these abrahamic wars, the judaic wars, uh, the wars of. Um, the Christian wars uh, in the Middle East, the the Islamic wars in the Middle East, the Central Asian, the Persian wars. We've been taking over their refugees, and slowly by slowly, the demographics have changed. The labels may be Hind, the Hindu, because we're all Hindic, but our mentality and our ideology are our demographics are now abrahamic and so we've got this abrahamic colonization of our mind even if we call ourselves hindu even if we we have a line, real line to become dharmic or what we call today sanatan dharm we are our minds are abrahamic Colonize because we have come from that Abrahamic base which has controlled uh, the civilization of our world for the last 3,000 years, at least the Asian part um, and, and the part that the geographical zone that India comes in. And so we've got this. Um, and they are now become victorious, and they are called today. Their descendants are called secular, communist, Marxist, and all those who ally with them, uh, descendants of the colonial invaders. That means Christians and Muslims. Um, And even, like I said, you know, Mr. and Mrs. every day who don't ally with any group, but have Abrahamic colonized minds, and they're controlling our education system. They're running the country. There is the ecosystem that's running the country. So the Congress and their secular scam, and that they control the media and the academia. Okay, All that does not suit their lines is left out. So in order to keep their vote bank happy, or as I like to call them, to suit the colonial hangover of the relics of colonial invaders, they twisted the academia to suit their partners in their alliance. And I'm saying this as an ex-Christian, okay? I am, I my ancestors were colonized, I was brought up Roman Catholic, and I was brought up, I voted for the Indian National Congress until slowly by slowly I did my homework, rose up the ranks uh, healed and realized that we've been had, and I slowly by slowly have changed my ways to look at a whole different angle uh, of what is going on on the Indian subcontinent. So the secular, um, Sanghis as we call them, or the secular ecosystem has changed history to suit their power-hungry colonialists who put money in their pockets and to the back though and to make their World bank happy. Okay it is long and short of the story by taking over our Vedic knowledge um, and and not giving it to us um, our academic and our academia it serves our academia and the red dreams of the relics of colonial invaders and their co- colonial hangover they have destroyed three generations of Indians from 1947 and um, and they have they have let the um, they have harvested the anger uh, that we see in in our society today the anger of being left out, the anger of being letting our civilization down the tubes the anger of uh, purposely, knowingly, consciously degrading and distorting our Vedic knowledge, our civilization knowledge, um, and, and selling it to the uh, colonial invaders uh, to our detriment. Um, the absolute hate for our colon our civilization is seen in our textbooks and in the in the vocabulary and the speeches of the Indian National Congress and the Secular Brigade, uh, and and three generations of Indians have been absolutely colonized by this. Um, I've heard someone say I don't know who. The British did not colonize the whole of India because they only colonized some parts and they formed an alliance with the others. It was the Indian National Congress who colonized the whole country because they're controlling the academia and media. So the British were not even half as colonizers as the Indian National Congress who controlled everything from Kashmir to Kanyakumari. Um, Now, how did... How did we survive all these years? I mean, we've been invaded, invasion after invasion, wave after wave, by Islamic invaders, Persians, uh, the Huns, the Greeks, the Christians, the French, the Portuguese, um, you know, the communists, the socialists. How did we survive? Through knowledge. Take away the knowledge and we have nothing. And this is for every civilization. It doesn't matter who. Um. So 1,300 years of Islamic subjugation, 400 years of European colonization with different powers. You have the Persians, you have uh, the Huns, you have the Arabs, you have uh, the Greeks. And, and finally, we've had 70, we all survived that, but 75 years of our secular garbage and we have now gone down the drain to rock bottom. How did we get to this point? Uh, How do we get over this? By giving back the knowledge of our civilizations, ourselves to our children and our friends, our work group to learn about our civilization. Take the matters in your hand, go study yourself, go find out, buy the books, read, get your children to read, Uh, share the knowledge, have that discussion with them, cultivate the knowledge from the time they are young about our civilization, about our history, about our temples. You don't have to sugarcoat it with only with good things. You have to also talk to them about the mistakes we made. It is very, very important to understand, to learn from our mistakes and move on. this Abrahamic colonization of our minds that the earth is flat has to go. We are cycling, but we have to be ready. The um the, the sun always sets after it has rise, has, it, it, it has risen, and after it has risen, it will set. Uh, so we're cyclic, we'll go up and we're down, that's part of civilization. But for the sun to rise, we have to be ready. Otherwise, if we are not ready, there's no use of the sunrise and the sunset. During this time of darkness, it is our duty to get our act together, take our responsibility, do the homework ourselves, and rise up. Uh now just want to say that every power group does the same thing. Control of your minds is what feudalism is all about. They have to control so they control the schools, the academia, and the media. You go to any civilization, any group, whether the Persians, the Phoenicians, the Romans, the Cartesians, the African empires, the Mayans, you have uh the native Indians, you have the Chinese, you have the Japanese, you have any one they take over, they have to control the mind. How does the king control? Unless he wants a genocide, uh, and he's stupid as Hitler, he, um, the king will want to control the people because at the end of the day, it's about money and power. You have to control the economics for you to remain in power. And you need the people, you cannot kill them. So how can you kill them and bring them over to your side is through control of the academia, of the knowledge. And every single group has done that. Um and go back to history, and you will see this played out again and again and again and again uh, in olden times uh, on our subcontinent, every school was a temple, a temple was a place of knowledge. Now a temple was not religious; there was no concept of religion back then religion is a, is a very european concept, okay You have to pray to someone that 's religion. Temples were places of knowledge where they taught you about not only arts, but they taught you about maths, about physics, about, his, about history, they taught you about um, um, biology, they taught you about um, um, the astronomy, because we are cosmic entity. we are cosmic, we are um, cyclic. And they, to teach you about the cosmos, they, it was the duty of the temple. Um today we are called we call these fancy give them fancy words. Uh, we give them um, names of schools and high fancy institutions, but in those days, temples were the one who dished out these knowledge. They were called gurukuls pachalas uh but it was their duty on the ground village after village, every temple had a, a school was a school in itself. The garbba was the center point of that um or, or, of the temple and the circumambulation taught you about the cosmic energy around it and everything that stemmed from it. V- uh, science is a Latin word for Sienta and Sienta means knowledge okay that's a word for knowledge what was knowledge in the ancient world astronomy astronomy was knowledge and that's why astronomy was the first subject to be taught to every single student Uh, and yes so every temple was a school so everywhere you went they knew about astronomy about Vedas about the knowledge about physics about biology about and they taught these subjects maybe not to everyone but slowly by slowly going up the grades we've already spoken in a previous podcast about the Sikh empire the Sikh empire the education was was much much more better than the British the British came they destroyed the education in the Sikh empire and guess what the Sikh empire came crumbling down not to say that it was not crumbling but um, um the Sikh Empire had already crumbled but once they took over the, even the British said that um, the Sikh um, the education given to them by the British were far far inferior than the Sikh what the Sikhs had uh, during the Sikh Empire and this was disgusting um, to say the least and I've done a podcast on it um, now thus came the english education okay so as you know the 400 last 400 years before 1947 was the european education either portuguese either french or british uh wherever they were located um, and the prior to that was the islamic civilization now all both these civilizations uh that is abrahamic uh, Islamic and Christian are supremacist civilization. They believe that they are the truth, the way, the life. Okay? That means supremacy and monopoly completely. So, as we still know, Islam believes that they are the truth, the way, the life. And they are they are the only ones, they have authority over science, they have authority over knowledge, they have authority over a God, they have authority, they are the last and the best, they were the first, they're last, and there's no one after them. They're just, you know, whatever you want to talk about it. Christians think the same thing, that Jesus is the best, and only they have civilization, and their civilization is the ultimate. Um, and so this supremacy, this monopoly over everything, as a superior race um, and with God and intelligence, is, is what they brought to the Indian subcontinent, which is absolutely ignorant because the earth is not flat. And they believe, when you believe in supremacy, you automatically believe in the world is flat. Of course, we were the elders, the Kafir, the Kufar, the mush, Mushrik. Uh, the pagans and that's how they we have been treated for the last 1500 years ever since 7-11 since they've come in that we are the mushrik the pagans the idolaters uh, and we should be uh, disbanded disregarded and this is typical abrahamic mentality i am the truth the way the life everyone else is below me so slowly the islamic invaders took away our temples either destroyed them or converted them into mosques and converted the locals to Islam by force. They burned their books, disrupted the economy, and that revolved around the temple and the village, thereby distorting the village. They took over the land and forced the Hindus to pay jizya and convert. The British, the Portuguese, the French did the same thing. They made the Hindus depend on the British for jobs. They they, they destroyed whatever left was left of the economy. They took away the educational system, uh, wherever they controlled it. They took away the jobs, because they took away the economy, once they take away the economy, they take away the academia and, f- and control the logistics, the transports of goods and services. And they made the people dependent on the British education. Uh, if you wanted to join the civil service okay, and government jobs, you had to go to a Christian school. And that's why, my dear friends, you have so many English Christian schools all over the country. Why? Because if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be able to get a job. And because the employment and the, the, the local economy was destroyed, guess what? Um, this was uh, The system went down the drain really, really fast. Without knowledge um, and a cohesive social fabric that evolved around the temple, the Indian system lost out and the Hindus were forced to convert to either Christianity or Islam. And while the theft of our knowledge via via translations reached the Islamic empires, the imperial empires, they took away the maths, the um, the um, biology, the you know the physics, the astronomy. Uh, the English took away the rest. The Portuguese, uh, India came to an halt, my friend, and they bought in their. Um, their in, you know, intelligence uh, into, on the subcontinent and Max Müller even said it, the only way of uprooting India from its Vedic roots is to take away their religion and from that the knowledge. So if you take away the knowledge, you take away the religion, you take away their roots and that is the end of the Vedic civilization and they've come very, very close to it. So um, the Vedas were mistranslated by choice and not by error to convert us to Christianity. Uh, the, the Arabs, the, inv- the Islamic invaders couldn't be bothered, they just chopped us into pieces, that's all. So they, they, they introduced the English education system that hailed the British obviously and the Christians as a superior race than the Hindu pagans and definitely translated our Vedas to their advantage. Just like the native Indians of America. They wanted to kill the Indian but leave the man so that they could use the man as Christians later on. Similarly, in India, they wanted to do the same, no different from the uh, Islamic invaders. Um, Kill the Indian but leave the man. That means take away the knowledge from his mind and control his mind. So once the Indian economy was destroyed, the jobs, the only way you could get a job was during the British time, obviously, uh, was if you went to English-educated schools and that's why you see so many Jesuit and convent schools all over the country. Uh, They were given land, almost free, one dollar rent, and that's why you have, you know, you've got, what, two to four, five percent of the population is Christian. Uh, official and unofficial but look at the amount of schools. Now the Catholic Church is the second largest landowner in the country. How did they get this land? As an ex-Christian, as an ex-Catholic I am asking you how in heaven's name did the Christian Church or the Catholic Church got so much of land? I mean, they only controlled Portuguese Goa, that's about it, Daman and Du. So all of a sudden, from 1947 onwards, they they just grabbed, they were second largest owner of land. From where did they get the money? Because it was given to them by for $1. And and they got political patronage through the Congress government uh, after independence, through Nehru, because Nehru was sleeping with Advina, Mountbatten, we know that, because they're sleeping with Mountbatten, guess what? Um, uh, she made sure that she got concessions for her English uh, education, churches and all that in the constitution, nehru the Nehru adjust the converse, con, uh, uh, nehru adjust the, con, uh, the constitution to her to the English advantage because they wanted to keep a foot on the subcontinent and made sure that they continue influencing the people on the ground through their churches and missionaries and that 's why Nehru who said that Sanskrit was our biggest um, biggest asset and the Sanskrit language was supposed to be a link language throughout the Indian subcontinent was important to give this education, he never ended up giving this education to the Indian people, uh, neither him nor Ambedkar, why do you think so? Because he was sleeping with Invina Mountbatten and Invina Mountbatten was a mole for the British government and the Christian Alliance who wanted to, even if they were not on the Indian subcontinent, they wanted to still control the minds of the Indian people and reduce the Vedic civilization to a. Z- zero, like they did in Africa, like they did in South America, like they did in North Africa. They wanted to reduce it, and how did they do it? only by controlling the education and that's why the Christian Jesuit schools and convents are galore on the Indian subcontinent and we have been brainwashed with Christian Jesuit and convent education uh, to the detriment of our own and now these people are crying victims. Why are they victims? Why are they minorities when they're controlling the land, they're controlling the media? How are your victims? Because your your their their, uh, their scam has now been come out, and we ourselves are standing up. Christians are standing up, Muslims are standing up. Say, so what is this education? We've got absolutely nothing. It, it's absolute garbage. But. It, they cannot take it anymore. And so now you have the BBC documentary, you have the Adnani documentary, the Ad, Adnani group. You see they've just come out saying, oh, there's a scam going on, fraud going on. How come it's come out now? All of a sudden, all these, these scams are coming out, these documentaries, because we are finally voicing our opinion. About the scam of our education system, and we do—they do not want us to know the fraud that they have done on the Indian subcontinent through political patronage with the Indian National Congress, and that is the long and the short of the story. Um, and that's why you see neither Nehru nor ambedkar gave us our Sanskrit language back. Uh, our socialist government gave the reins of our education. Uh, primary, secondary, and higher education to their elite local system, uh, ecosystem, and uh, to the Islamists, the Christians, and the Marxists. Uh, so the first education uh, minister was Maulana Kalamazad and he was an Islamist slash afterwards maybe Marxist. Uh, Indian Indira Gandhi gave it to Sayed nurul hassan He and uh, um, and Indira Gandhi. Um, started the JNU University, it was their brainchild, and the teaching staff, uh, you know, Hassan was a communist, and the teaching staff uh, were all communist, loyal to the communist agenda and the left. Their staff and alumni would go, to whole, go on to hold important posts in the Indian government, and destroy the Indian civilization to the glory of the colonial hangover of our former colonial masters. That is the the Christian and the Islamic uh, groups. These people were once these. If for those who don't know, the Babali Masjid came down. Why? Um, let me just give you a quick roundup on that. Um, the Chandrasekhar government. Uh, in nineteen eight, in 1991, 1990, 1991, uh, when he came to power, came to a deal between uh, between the Hindus and the Muslims for the Babri Masjid mosque. During the eighties, the Muslims were already almost ready to give the mosque to, um, to give the mosque to the uh, Hindus. They were ready to do that. They were not really interested in the mosque because it was an abandoned mosque. So they were ready to give the mosque to the um, to the Hindus. The Chandrasekhar government came to a deal between the Hindus and Muslims. And the only thing that was re- waiting for was the uh, the uh, okay of the Congress government because the Chandrasekhar government was in a minority. Uh, so he needed the vote and the, the backing of the government of. Uh, um, the government of of Rajiv Gandhi, or should I say, who was not in power, who was in their alliance, uh, but Rajiv Gandhi's government was at that point um, influenced by these JNU, Jawaharlal Nehru Institute uh, University, their uh, alumni, their professors who told them, no, no, there's no proof on the ground that the, that, that there is uh, no proof on the ground that uh, these um, alumni, there's a Hindu temple there, there's no proof at all so they influenced Rajiv Gandhi Rajiv Gandhi on the other side um, said no we're not going to allow this because Rajiv Gandhi knew if the Chandrasekhar government got the the accolades for coming to an agreement and and solving this big problem the congress government would not be needed anymore, I mean why would we need a congress if they can't solve the biggest problem on the Indian subcontinent that is the Babari Masjid, so that the, the Congress was gonna lose out. So they did not want to give the benefit of doubt to the Chandra government, so that they, they bought the government down. And when the government got down, obviously the deal was off. Then Rajiv Gandhi was assassinated unfortunately and when he was assassinated, guess what? We had a problem after that. Uh this the mosque was bought down. So um this is this is what really happened. So just to end this quickly, because I know I'm taking a lot of your time, Hindi was demonized, uh, Indian education was demonized, um, and we got secular education with the, with, the, with the government of the Congress. It is now the turn of the BJP. They've got a year and a half left, and I hope that all of you, uh, they've made this their agenda to get universal education, to change it, and to bring the quality back. Um, the new education policy will give students an option for Sanskrit, among other things, and it is up to you to write to the BJP, to your government, to your representative, and to tell them that you need to bring the new education policy back into the into the in the, the system ASAP. Write to them, tell them, take that uh, opportunity that that you can. To write to make sure that they know that you're on this. This is the mo- the biggest thing that is the most important thing on the Indian, for the Indian society. They need to change the education policy ASAP. Point number one. Point number two. You have to take uh, the ownership in your hands and start teaching your children, uh, yourselves, don't wait for the government. When I was young and I was been giving a Christian education, we read Amar Chitra Kata. Those were the comic books of, of Ram and Sita, the Ramayan and the Mahabharata. And that was what kept us alive. They kept that flame of our ancestors alive in us. And today, all these years later, I, can still, uh, I have given up that Abrahamic colonization. And I've read and I've read, I spent 30 years doing research of my Vedic civilization and slowly by slowly this is where I've come today but it's taken me 30 40 years to come to this point so it is important for you to start somewhere do the homework yourself give your children that small Sanskrit base teach them Sanskrit get them to learn Sanskrit teach them as much as you can and give them the stories uh, of our of our ancestors, of the empires, of the of the of the kingdoms that existed. Uh, the knowledge through comic books, through small small books, uh, just. Cultivate that knowledge and slowly by slowly they will rise up. And this is how you start slowly. Don't wait for the government to do anything. You teach them. You talk to them. You tell them stories. Give them the impetus and slowly they will rise up. Uh, Take off that TV from your room because that TV is really disgusting. In my house, there's no TV and that's why we read. Because there is no TV today. I have zero TV in my house and I read all the time. And so it is very important we can all raise our Vedic civilization together as an ex-Christian whose ancestors were colonized and brainwashed. I say this in the name of my ancestors as a message to the defendants and the descendants of Hindustan on behalf of all our ancestors, go learn and understand your civilization. And through knowledge, we will all heal and we will heal the world. Thank you very much, my friend. Please share this podcast. Please share it with your friends, five friends, anywhere you have. Ask them to share it with five friends and them to share it with five friends so that you, we can raise our civilization together. Thank you very much. Cheers and uh, take care.